Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today again. I'm very honored by your presence and I appreciate the time that you take to uh, listen to my podcast. Um, so today we're going to talk about something important that is called establishments. Before we, we get into that, I just want to bring to you something that came up on my Facebook page. It's called Amar Chitrakata. I'm telling you, I was um, I was so emotional when I saw it. Um, as you all know, growing up, uh, we we if you've grown up on the Indian subcontinent, Amachitrakata was the comic book to have, and it it talked about Indian history, Indian um, ideology, Indian the epics. Um, literature, all in comic version, and what what it did for us was that uh, it kept us in touch with our Vedic roots. It kept us in touch with the history that we were not taught in this in schools, thanks to our secular scam called um, that that ran our schools. We were not taught about anything about Indian history, Indian ideology, Indian. Um, our literature, our past, nothing. We were left in the middle of nowhere. And especially going up in a Roman Catholic home, um, we were absolutely kept away from this as much as possible uh, because we were brainwashed with uh, Christian ideology and that everything that's Hindu is bad, Hindu is bad. We were told that Hindu was caste. It was a disgrace. It was a secular disgrace. And the only thing that kept us uh, attached to our past, to the history of the Indian subcontinent, and our great Vedic civilization was Amachitrakata. And through these Amachitrakata, we read many, many, many uh, stories, we, and our parents allowed us to read it. It was not a problem. And of course, they, were, they didn't like us reading comic books, but they didn't think it was so, uh, you know, we would we'd hide and read it, and sometimes we'd read it openly. But... Um, we loved it, and uh, we always exchanged comics. We went to the library to get comics, and it was our way of reading uh, and and keeping in touch. And through these Amarchitrakara comic books, um, we the 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 last thread that attached us to the to our Vedic civilization was maintained. And they told us stories of our past that inspired us, that made us proud more than all our history books, more than all our geography books, more than even Mahatma Gandhi. These uh, uh, Amachitra comic books uh, kept us uh, attached and made us proud of our civilization. And and I think that today, if in if the Vedic civilization is still alive, or we've got something to hold on to, it is thanks in great part uh, to the Amachitra comics uh, books, and even especially for those non-Hindus um, who were left in hanging in the middle of nowhere, uh, forced to be relics of colonial empires, and and carry that uh, that colonial uh, civilization on our backs in the form of religion, it, which was absolutely disgusting. These Amachitra Kata comic books kept us, uh, gave us hope and, and, and uh, look, it healed a lot of wounds. And so I think uh, the Amachitra Kata, um, the Amachitra Kata um, 
should I say, company that ran these comic books or made these comic books, uh, they should get the Bharat Ratna for what they've done for Indian literature, Indian history. Um, I think it started in 1967, if I'm not mistaken. They have an app now, and uh, they should get the uh, Bharat Ratna. And so if you ever need, want to, you know... Um, to uh, consider someone for a Bharat Ratna or send the Indian government or send the Indian president for a, a possibility of, of, of Bharat Ratna and they ask you who, you who you think should get it one day, which company should, and I think this institution is will go down in history, should be talked about in history, and this should be put in our schools because they, are, they have contributed so much to our civilization and we thank them a million bits and on behalf of our ancestors I just want to say to the Amachitrakata family thank you so very much for healing our wounds our, um, and, and giving us hope because without you we would be lost today I wouldn't be having this podcast today if it was not for Amachitrakata because um, I, I'm still attached to the Indian subcontinent and to the history and literature uh, that I have some base in I was not uh, I was not uh, brainwashed 100% uh, by anything else by by Abrahamic uh, you know empires uh, mostly because this uh, this company kept the, the flame of the Vedic civilization alive in me and I thank them very much so uh, thank you to the Amachitrakata family and now we will um, go to our main podcast and uh, today we're going to talk about establishments okay uh, you've heard the word establishments many of, very often sometimes you hear ecosystem it's the same concept the establishment the people who are controlling the the uh, the company the or the country through the back door so you'll never see them in the front they'll never talk about it but behind the back door they're always there so we'll talk about establishments in, in general, in in uh, in not in any particular order, but to give you the idea of establishments, and we'll start in the U.S. Okay, so because I wrote this, I think just I wrote this piece before um, Obama left office. Um, yeah before Obama left office. So that's when I wrote this piece a while ago, more than five years ago, and so I'm going to talk about it today. So way before Obama ran for office, the establishment in the U.S. and the United States realized one very important thing. They realized something was happening not only in the U.S., but all over the world. The youth and, the, and most of our planet's Generation Y were no longer ignorant. They, we were second and third generation educated citizens who challenged and questioned everything. We wanted answers, practical solutions. We were not willing to take victimhood and emotional rhetoric in return. The globalist establishment of the U.S. knew they did not have the answers to them, and, but as they were all feudal lords. Uh, so they brought in a candidate of American-African ancestry, played the sympathy card, the guilt trip card, the first ever black president of the United States, and won two presidential election terms. If Obama was of European descent, he would have never come to the White House. Not, any, not even close. In reality, Obama was still a slave to the feudal establishment, just as millions of his supporters. Uh, his cabinet was chosen by Citigroup, whose email was leaked in a WikiLeaks email a month before the 2008 elections, even 
went to the ballot. Citibank went on to receive $45 billion in cash in the form of government stock purchase. Um, this, besides the government back of $306 billion, to its now good-for-nothing mortgage-related assets, establishments. The labels have changed, but the mentality has not. So the only two good things that came out of Barack Obama's presidency was he was tem he temporarily stopped the hemorrhage after the train wreck that was George Bush. Albeit big thanks to a huge taxpayer-funded Wall Street bailout, uh, his election showed that the country showed the country that the citizens of America were able to vote for and make equal space for African-American and other things and other beings, whatever their shape, uh, size or religion. They have no problem with a commander-in-chief who is not of European descent, but they are far from being any white supremacists as they are accused of. Yet behind the scenes there were constant there was one constant of Barack Obama's years. Uh, it was the unconditional behind-the-scenes support of the Democratic Party with the Muslim Brotherhood. This was the reason why Obama's Democrats supported former Egyptian President Mohamed Morsi when he was removed from power in 2013. This was the reason why Obama had no demands to Morsi, made no demands to uh, Morsi's Brotherhood to stem any violence in the region. Obama's feudal Democrats needed refugees from Islamic countries as much and as much human capital as possible, especially the traumatized and the brainwashed version, those with hate towards people of European descent or to flood the US. Reason, he needed to fill his vote bank plantation to make up for the African Americans and Latinos who were leaving. On a broader note, the Arab Spring was engineered only to remove Arab dictators from power in the Middle East and replace them with the Muslim Brotherhood dictators. They would go on to take over the Islamic world from there, Europe, America, and the planet. Their hero, residing in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, was only too happy to submit. Uh, there was, this is how slavery existed in ancient times. They would capture locals in war, colonize the area. They would give the slaves a choice to either convert to the ideology and empire, today called religion. If the slaves followed their agenda and religion, they would be set free within that territory. If not, they would remain slaves or sex slaves. Today the label has changed, but the mentality has not. Modern day slaves are called refugees. Uh, the establishments make deals with foreign national governments to accept refugees in return for votes. A modern feudalism we call democracy. Sorry about that. Um, so yes, um, these refugees were weak and told by their ideologues who to vote for. This is called vote bank politics, where the ideological groups occupy and control your mind. Their cultural and religious establishments then form an alliance with the federal government for votes in return for a cut of the microeconomics on the ground. The refugees who are weak and don't know what hit them fall for the power-mongering and victimhood. They want to pain to stop, but it will never, as the establishment needs them to be weak. 
They, then they are brainwashed with negative reinforcement until three, four generations later, there is a rude awakening, but too late. This is why racism, hate speech, supremacy, and violence or the so-called racist problems have gone nowhere. That is why race relations today are worse today in the, the USA than when Obama took office. Because he, he has engineered a narrative of racism and supremacy only to suit his agenda. And this is where every, every establishment does this, especially all those using the race card, the homophobic card, the Islamophobia card, the intolerance card, basically Marxist, socialist, all of the above. If not, the Democrats cease to exist. Anyone who belongs to the swamp to needs, needs this mentality, whether left or right. It is also because the race... It also, also becomes racism is not about race or color. It's about power to subjugate others into violence, into silence, by believing that uh, the establishments are holier than thou. So the establishments create the, pro create the problem, invent the fear, xenophobia, then provide the solution. It is by conditioning weak and traumatized people, immigrants, refugees, victims of war, that only they have the real solution to deliver from evil. Then by using the subjugated ignorant capital to line their pockets, they can control the micro and the macroeconomics around the land. Yes, racism is an invention about feudal by feudalistic establishment po politics. It always starts with your silence. Silence which leads to submission to someone else's opinion, no matter who they are. By, by using person's physical identity, a label, or any abstract concept, which is then put into a box, only to pull their strings, that is their life. It is about institutionalizing a concept where you make the rules for others, where your rules define how others should live their lives. It's about powerful and their unaccountable power to subjugate and force you into submission, a person or persons based on your interpretation of who they are. It's about you who are on the outside, not who you are on the inside. That is why it is that which is used as a tool to colonize your mind. It happens when both sides are ignorant. The real word for all the above concepts is violence ideological violence. When one individual who has nothing to offer you but still wants to control you, he or she will ask you to submit to their opinion or authority. Their submission in, it, in itself is violence. A violence which leads to negativity, all of its secondary consequences, including racism, the H word, the H speech, supremacy, among others. Now look around you and point out to all the violence that is going on around you. You will see very fast that the violence is not only that which you see on the outside or among or people of different groups. It is part of your daily life, starting in your homes. Violence, which is not, if not stopped at source and treated, um, it will vent into different directions where it finally explodes on your streets and at your borders. The violence on the outside is a secondary symptom of what is going on on the inside of your home. It is the favorite tool of feudalism. We often say terrorism kills. However, in reality, it is silence that leads to terror which kills. When one individual asks you to submit in silence, 
He is not questioned at source. He or she gains power. Power which, if not stopped, then amplifies. Groups are formed which then leads to what we have come to know as establishments. The establishments feed you with negative reinforcement keep, to keep you on the plantation. The negative reinforcement then leads to a sense of perceived persecution, which leads uh, to violence in our streets and at our borders. In the ancient world, as well as the world today, agriculture was the main source of income and uh, unemployment. A good 80 to 90 percent of the world was involved in agriculture. The ruling class needed cheap labor to work their lands. Hence, the establishments needed what we have come to know as serfs, slaves, low-class, caste, and laborers. Each region has its clans, tribes, kingdoms, and empires, all of which were like ancient multinational corporations. Each region was run by a king, a chieftain, a sultan, or an emperor, like a modern-day CEO. The ruling class was like a modern-day Wall Street or global establishment. Um, Like our modern-day establishment, Political or otherwise, this ruling class was made up of nobles, lords, landlords ruled the land. They were known as the feudal class. They constantly needed to uh, people to work these lands, to earn revenue, uh, and maintain their lifestyles. They, their front for their feudal class was the theologians. Uh, the theologians of the ancient world were the modern-day print and television and social media. Through their sermons from their pulpits, they were made sure to indoctrinate the people with mystical divinity to legitimize their agenda. This divinity gave them special powers to rule on their behalf, while giving themselves the sole responsibility of making laws of the land. Any narrative from the feudal class was transferred to the people on the ground through their theologians. So when their feudal class needed more laborers, they would just say children... They would just say, children came from God to produce children. In reality, all they wanted was more serfs and cheap labor to rule the land. These serfs were kept in ignorance and not given the knowledge to empower themselves, but told to submit to God. The establishment version of God. They were also indoctrinated with holier-than-thou, while they were given a narrative that would degrade the other side to upgrade their own value. Thus, each was told that they were more privileged than the other people on the other side. When these empires needed more land, their serfs, serfs, along with their warrior class, would have to conquer other lands in order on the others of the ruling class, and the cycle continued. That is why we needed holy wars. These crony establishments would preach a necessity, a direct order from God to embark upon a sacred mission to cleanse the other side of sins, pagans, that is, pagans, kufar, and idolaters. The only ignorant serfs and slaves uh, that embarked on this genocidal mission of their masters got slaughtered while their crony, theocratic, and feudal class would collect the loot. They called this the divine religion, in some cases jihad. However, it was how commerce was run. Crony feudalism is more like it. They certainly did not have the internet, so they would secure small tracts of land around their tri- uh, around their tribes. These tribes grew in st- strength and conquered other lands. The more they conquered, the more power they had. They would grow in strength, go on to form empires, until their loser-centric lies, suffocation, elitism, authoritarian power grip 
would lead to corruption along among the ruling elite. The people on the ground would revolt, overtake the ruling class, and the suffocation of people on the ground would explode. It is what we call populist movements today. When the empire would crumble from the inside, the marginalized people would associate with foreign groups waiting to get in, and a new empire would take over the cycle that would start again. They were the globalists of the ancient world. They were what we call today establishments, or multinationals. Just like today, back then the ruling class of people would collaborate with each other at the higher level for trade, commerce, for political alliances, military support to each other, even if they belonged to opposite ideological families. The ideology that joined them was money and power. Just like today, they had their squabbles and internal disputes. Instead of elections, left-right policies and superdelegates, they had feudal lords. These feudal ruling elites and their concubines would fight each other, kill each other for power, and at the end of the day, their goal was power to control the trade and commerce. Now, each group of uh, ruling elite had to bring someone something to the table, to barter with for trade and commerce. They would also want to subjugate the local people in submitting to them and working for them as cheap slave labor. Until about 2,000 years ago, the empires like the Phoenicians, the Cartesians, the Romans, uh, Persians, Greek, Vedic, uh, all had sci science, which they brought to the table. They did, they did have slaves under different labels as the science was slowly dwindling away. However, they had no concept of God, but they all understood that the science, they, they understood the science of the creator. The creator was the sun, which was similar to a nuclear reactor, created our electromagnetic field. It created our cosmos, which, was photo, which photosynthesized into the various species of life. The knowledge of the science, the dialogue, and the debate led to the architectural and mathematical wonders of the ancient world, which they produced due to global trade and commerce, based on and learned, learned of scientific and astro astronomical knowledge. It was slowly lost over the centuries due to climatic change, so in many regions of the world um, than others more so in many, some regions of the world than others. The epicenter of this turbulence is happening along the electromagnetic uh, equator of the planet. Every time the magnetic axis of the planet shifted, it produced turbulence. Turbulence, which if you don't understand, would cause the conflict that produced the violence. The Bedouin religions came from the arid desert land of the Middle East, situated promptly along this axe, lost their knowledge first. They therefore did not have anything to offer their colonized lands besides camels. So they invented a mystical god, a blind faith, formed theologies, uh, I said it came from the crater and invented religions. They fabricated a theological class of people whose job was to brainwash us with the new parable of God, a God you could not uh, see and touch, a God which asked you to have blind faith and a God which asked you to submit to them as slaves, all controlled by his sales and marketing managers of God. Who were these divine sales and marketing managers? They were just a camouflage for these political empires who needed to offer something in return to the people they conquered. A people who they required to subjugate and to make sure that their congregations offer their human capital to new slave masters, to, to new masters as slave labor to further their establishment, 
globalist trade. At one point, the people on the ground would be frustrated at submitting in silence, at praying to a God that never delivered and revolted, the same as we do today. The empire would crumble from, from the inside and the cycle of conquest would start all over again. You see the connection to modern day establishments? It is the same. The labels have changed, but the mentality is not. Because it's not the label that defines the mentality, my friends. It is the mentality that defines the labels. It is our currents that form our waves. History repeats itself and our current crop of establishment cronies are up to exactly the same nonsense as their predecessors. They ask that you submit to them, criminalize anyone with an opinion while institutionalizing silence. They refuse to let us connect the dots to understand the currents that form our waves. They offer us a monologue camouflaged as a dialogue. They use culture, multiculturalism, and fake respect to promote themselves in a favorable light. If you do not submit, they would punish you with vessel of shame, slurs, slander you with racism, hate and intolerance, xenophobia and Islamophobia, and everything else that will discredit you as well as demoralize you. In the ancient world, they would threaten you with hell and heresy, a hell that was a fabrication based on their ignorance. Then they would say, thou shalt not judge. Um... So when the establishment does not get what it wants, it always pretends it's the end of the world, okay? Which is very much is happening in, in modern India with the Marxists and the socialists and the communists and the, the license Raj. Uh, in America, uh, the last about six years, um, you know, the establishment is doing pretty much the same thing, whether the left or the right. Um, so... Now, I give you an example. In America, the left, the Democrats, a couple of years ago came out with a you know, push to get, win the elections in 2020. And so they had to get, put everyone in fear that they, you know, fear of, oh, climate change, climate change, climate change. And they ran the narrative of climate change. And they came out with a Green New Deal. Okay, pushed by the Democrats in America. It was a hoax. It's a hollow plan to save the climate with no real concrete policies to stop global warming. This besides the fact that the climate is always changing. It takes about 10,000 years for any effect of the atmosphere to literally have a smallest of effects on the, on the planet. 10,000 years. What are we going to in our times is an effect of the cataclysm of the cataclysmic events during the Ice Age, repercussions which are still taking effect today. We are in a transitional period in our procession cycle. The cosmos was not built in 12 years and will not end in 12 years. Neither will our planet. Any change will not come from the outside, and that is the atmosphere, because a change always happens from the inside. That means the center of the Earth. The Earth's climate is controlled by the Earth's center core. The magnetic energy is released in upward into our atmosphere, which controls our temperature. Our magnetic inner core is also linked to the sun, which controls the solar system. If you, cannot, if you can stop all of that, the solar system will disintegrate. Then why are the Democrats pushing this abstract hollow deal that is scaring the slaves on their, that is, that is sl scar scarring their slaves on their plantation? 
Well, you notice how Democrats in America have offered no platform at all for the last 20 years. They have no economic agenda. There no education policies, no immigration policies, no security plan for decades on our, uh, now. Well, one, uh, well, for one, the ideological slaves have been kept in ignorance to design by design for a very long time. Like this time, like the time when feudal empires used abstract concept of blind faith in God to run their plantations. The Democrats need another abstract concept that no one can see or question, nor do they have any knowledge about. Uh, all is this despite fear and sense of persecution. The business of God is not raking in benefits. They tried uh, their own version don't know how we are going to pay for this, but the single-payer health system works. That means, you know, social health care. Uh, the gullible but young and enthusiastic leadership are playing the vessel of shame card, slander, phobia card, to shame and frighten you into voting for them. However, one word against them, and they drain a tirade of racism, xenophobia, Islamophobia, right-wing, white nationalists, white supremacists, and victimhood. This is because they are looking down on people, subjugating them, manipulating their human capital, in, and insisting that congregations submit to them in silence. They are used to appointing themselves as scholars and leaders while imposing on their subjugated human capital a monologue camouflages a dialogue. Then out comes the holier than thou, and if it does not work, ouch, it's the end of the world. The establishment ruling class has never reflected on the opinions of people below. Their goal is to define what rhetoric they want the people below to have, only to suit their twisted vested interest. In Canada, their crony ways of filling their feudal po pockets is carbon tax. It will destroy whatever is left of Canada and her economy hanging by a thread. But the feudal lords in Ottawa will be feudal lords. The next step is inciting violence. They call out their congregation to pick up arms, weapons, antagonize them to revolt verbally, ideologically, promote emotional and mental harassment, which is, if does not work, which if it does not work, then they'll call themselves as victims. That is exactly what the Democratic Party, supported by the stiff Hollywood elite, did in 2016 elections. Ditto with the establishments all over the world. A very similar scenario to the Congress uh, and the uh, License Raj ecosystem and some members of the Bollywood elite in India, who lost the 2014 elections badly. On the left in, Amer in America, the establishments antagonized their, electric electro uh, their electorate to spit on Trump and his supporters. Some allegedly asked them to take a baseball bat and swing at the Republicans and crush them. Then, those, then there were those who silently supported groups like Antifa, uh, Black Lives Matter. You see how the current Democrats and their electorate uh, resemble their Democratic predecessors of the KKK movement. Uh, slavery, lynching, segregation. A democracy known as Jacksonian democracy. Look it up, fellows. Jacksonian democracy. The Democrats of the Jim Crow and slavery wanted power. They wanted everyone to submit to their authority. They believed and preached of a monologue that they were holier than thou. They believed only that they had a right to voice and their opinion was superior. Guess what? 
this whole hidden down establishment monologue is a real racism. Asking people to submit to you while forcing your monologue on them camouflages the dialogue. Um, the feudal system and its theologians did the same in medieval Europe. Um, and 95% of English society was serfs and bondage laborers. So were the French and other European countries. Similarly in Africa, Asia and the Indian subcontinent with many with their many uh, groups. Today the modern Democrats are doing exactly the same thing just as their predecessors. They rather point the fingers at others to camouflage their imperialistic globalist ideology. They gain traction with the ideology by using God and religion and culture. They call this submission Submission veiled with crony labels such as secularism, multiculturalism, human rights, and fake diversity. But when it comes to you having a diverse opinion that does not suit the answers they want to hear, the same establishments are quick to point, to, uh, quick to buy you one-way ticket to hell. Racism, sexism, supremacist, xenophobia is what rains from the heavens. Remember, religion, culture, God, multiculturalism, secularism is just leverage to gain traction on their way to attaining unaccountable power. Power is attained by getting to the stop and staying there. Uh, so I'll come to the Congress, which is in on the Indian subcontinent, and their license raj. Um, so the Congress is a feudalistic party of India lost... Um, they lost power to the BJP in 2014, winning only 44 seats. They ruled India for a decade from 20, 2004 to 2014, and their fifth and and for 55 of the 70 years we have supposedly been independent. To camouflage their route, they do, they dwelled in a perfect leftist fear-mongering victimhood, slandering politics typical of this group of people. So they brought up the fact that the GDP in the country was falling in percentage points from what the Congress leftovers after the decadent power. In reality, the Congress left what was what the Congress left was a parallel black and white market economy. An economy where the black market was stronger than the white market. A black market economy which control which they control and which they got a cut off every single type of goods and service that form part of the country's economy. Since they got a cut out of everything that was sold and produced, um, while they grew in power and strength, aka modern feudalism, this under-the-table black market is the reason the GDP under the Congress government is higher now, uh, higher than it is now. Uh, that being said, they're the only ones who benefited. This was their version of North American free trade agreement. The black market GDP, as I like to call it, is the cholesterol, the corruption, the fraud that we all talk about, the corruption that has allowed 2% to grow rich and fasten their news around uh, uh, our hands to isolate us, indoctrinate us with lies and force us to submit to their fear-mongering in order to justify their sheer strength and control. The forcing us, thus forcing us to subjugate and submit to their authority, um, the BJP government in India is doing everything to convert the black market economy into white market economy and root out corruption 
At every corner, however, the Congress party puts a spoke in their wheel and brings up the poor, the poor of a country which they had never gave a damn about for 70 years. The poor of the country which, for whom they did everything to make sure that their downtrodden status quo does not change. The, the poor who were not given a voice but when told, but were told to submit in silence. Now all of a sudden, they, they care about the poor. In reality, their hypocrisy is perfect badge for their um, the hypocrisy is a perfect badge for the black and white market economy which they want to protect. This is where India says enough. Now, what are the currents that form the waves? Where does this idea come from? The concept of black market economy comes from very ancient times. If we look at the ancient empires that ruled over our plan for 3,500 years ago, the Romans, Cartesians, Mongols, Islamic empires, they invaded, left the local po population as as is to begin with, uh, allowed them to continue their trade and commerce while ex extraditing tribute from these locals for all the goods and services being sold. Um, they were the central ruling class of Today, as feudalistic federal government, they furnish the military and provide security within the empires. The locals formed different groups of clans where the local leadership ruled the roost, controlled the population, and of course got a cut out of their profits. Um, so I'm going to take a little break and stop here. So basically, you've understood my point of view of establishments. Establishments is what works behind the scenes. And it's very important for you to know that. So when people tell you something, they're really pointing three fingers at themselves because um, we've all gone through it. We all are controlled by from the time we're born by establishments. We don't see it. But that's why, you know, all these uh, mullahs, tullahs, um, Padres and pundits are in our homes trying to convince us to believe in God because behind the God, they will go and sell your vote to the highest bidder and you basically, they will tell you to vote for the person and you do it because you don't know anything else. They keep you in ignorance, keep you in silence, feed you with, uh, feed you with negative reinforcement and then buy your vote and sell it to the highest bidder in power. So we see that very often. Uh, we see that all the time since 1947 up to date. The Indian National Congress has been really, you know, it's icing this this concept. And and um, look, I can't stand it. Uh, I was one of their victims, but now I'm f I'm clean. I'm fear I'm fearless, and I do not believe in their in their shikabang bang. So. Um, if you haven't, it's time you stand up, have a voice, question everything people say. Question, 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 question. If you don't get the answer, then they are lying to you and they're trying to use you. So on that note, um, I hope uh, this was a little bit um, an important step to, um, to understanding establishments behind the scenes. Uh, we'll come back with something tomorrow on the same lines. Until then, I wish you a great day. I hope you have a great day ahead. And please talk to people, talk to at least five people, have a conversation with them, ask them to have a conversation, ask people to um, speak on, on platforms, your social network groups, your schools, your colleges, your universities, ask them to speak about it and, we'll, and that's the only way we can clean this. So thank you very much for your time. I hope you have a great day. Uh, and don't forget to read a book, uh, any comic book on Amar Chitra Kata. Cheers and good night.